Hello, everyone. I have some great info to help anyone dealing with stress and anxiety. Today, our lifestyles have you and me under more stress than I would say ever in any time period. We work harder and longer to barely get by. Basic food, water, and air all have some kind of toxins in them. The seduction of electric entertainment psychologically creates complacency. This makes staying healthy seem impossible as you stare for hours addicted to screens telling you to live in fear, simultaneously giving you custom crafted algorithms of what you love to keep your attention. The goal here is covering methods of stress management to help us remain calm even when fight, flight, or freeze as is activated. Even before an event occurs, we can train to raise our tolerance to all stressors and remain relaxed. There's so many different methods, musical sound and frequencies, breath work, singing, humming, and chanting, laughter, socializing with friends, families, and even strangers, exposure to nature, one of my favorites, gut health, known as your microbiome. You may not know about this. Regular gratitude practices. Yep. Touch, hugs, and sex. I know you know about the last one. Light therapy, meditation, hot and cold exposure, movements, exercises, supplements, plants, vitamins, and more of those in the supplement realm. This list does not include everything. Somebody is probably going to say, what about psychedelics or different clinical therapies? Sorry, I can't do a two-hour podcast today. This list gives you plenty to pick from. The financial range is from completely free, pretty cheap, to the more costly side. Many of these options can seriously help those who rely on the old drugs and alcohol pattern society accepts and glorifies. Casual use can possibly turn to abuse, then addiction, and even death. I have been through plenty of challenges. I get it. They work momentarily, for sure. But it's hard on your body, your mind, and your relationships. If you have exceptional self-control and no issues with moderation, do whatever suits you best. I still have tricks here for everybody. Keeping it real. Listen, the statistics I'm about to tell you about what stress does are alarming. The CDC says 90% of all illness and disease is related to stress. Dr. Bruce Lipton, PhD, says stress is the cause of at least 95% of all illness and disease. Harvard says stress for too long creates what is known as chronic stress, which has been linked to heart disease, strokes, and may also influence cancer and chronic respiratory diseases. Stress affects your emotions as well. Now you know why we need to gain control of fear, anxiety, and stress. Because it can kill you. It's not just about learning to chill out. Your health can literally be shortened. Your immune system weakened. Mental and physical disease can manifest. All from the perfect environmental setup. Yet most of us don't realize how unhealthy and overstressed we are. We can't completely control the world around us, but we should do our best to control how we respond to the events that occur. We all want to have nerves and mentality of a well-trained soldier. So when high stress and anxiety arrive, you're cool, calm, and clear-headed. Start with a baseline. 
You could have a doctor take a blood sample for your hormone levels, blood sugar. Also look at your heart rate variability if possible. This is done through wearing devices like an aura ring, an Apple watch, a whoop strap. That'll measure your heart rate, your sleep, your REM, your deep sleep and HRV. HRV studies were previously only done on professional athletes of the highest caliber to help them know when to train the hardest and rest and recover. But now you have access to it. Okay, next move. When a deadline approaches a public speaking engagement or anything, you know, that will make you tense up, make sure to move. Whether it's walking around the block, a sprint, bouncing on a trampoline, a body weight, micro workout, stretching or a resistance training, any movement can make you feel better. Exercise releases beta endorphins, which are small proteins that attach themselves to receptors in the brain and block the transmission of pain signals across the brain and body. Endorphins also amplify feelings of pleasure and reward, so you feel better after working out than you did before. Anyone that knows me says I'm a gym junkie, but they probably don't know I would have went crazy a long time ago without hard workouts. If you're already under heavy stress, just keep it simple. The best plan involves some easy micro movements throughout the day. For overall health, don't sit all day, stress or not. Breath work. Box breathing. Straight from the military, special forces and the like are taught this technique to control their bodies in high stress situations. You count four second inhale, you four hold, or exhale, or hold. Okay, another one, double inhale, then slow extended exhale with a sigh. <sighs> Dr. Huberman, neuroscientist, declares this is the quickest way to drop into a relaxed state. There are many kinds. These are too well recognized for lowering heart rate and anxiety. Deliberate breath work just in general lowers your heart rate, improves your ability to think rationally. So try it. Wim Hof breathing. This is a good one too. It trains your body to remain calm the more that you practice it. Start out by practicing when you're actually not under pressure. Okay, next. Singing, chanting, humming. You've probably heard of the monks using the Aum chant or seen a mother humming to her baby, or felt amazing singing your heart out to your favorite song in the shower or in the car. It's because of the endorphins and other feel-good hormones being released. Try a session extending the own sound on an exhale as you try and relax sometime. Try humming as you are doing personal activities or singing to remove thoughts of stress, anxiety, and lift your mood. I do it. I know you do too. Do it more. Gratitude. A daily gratitude practice has been proven to help change a negative mindset, ultimately lifting your perspective of life. It improves happiness, optimism, sleep, mood, outlook. It buffers against negative states and directly has calming effects on your nervous system. Clinical trials prove the anti-stress effects of gratitude. Thousands of articles highlight the profound improvements of overall well-being. Try doing a gratitude journal in the morning or evening or both. Just write three things. Next, massage. This should be obvious to anybody. Chronic stress builds up tension all over your body. A good massage can release tension, knots, increase your blood flow, break up scar tissue, 
Also not often mentioned is the touch of another human sets off a chemical cascade of other feel-good hormones as well. Which leads me to mention hugs and of course, sex. Also great stress reducers. Just not at the massage parlor, everyone. Laughing. Get together with some fun friends. Watch a funny movie or a stand-up comedian. Laughing releases stress and shifts you into a better mood that can last long afterwards. So if you feel like you're about to snap, maybe don't watch Chucky or Freddy Krueger horror movies or the news. Okay? Next. Cold therapy. There are so many health benefits here. You can literally teach your parasympathetic response to stay calm under high stress with some regular cold exposure. Beyond that, you get a big feel-good endorphin release afterwards that can last for quite some time. Other benefits are upregulated metabolism, better blood flow, lower inflammation. I mean, if you can't get a cold plunge or afford cryotherapy, cold showers can produce very similar results. Most people say hell no to this because it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's challenging, but you come out feeling dynamite on the other side. You can also begin to inoculate yourself to stress while getting more healthy. I have to say, saunas provide remarkable health benefits as well and can make you more resilient to stress. But I do believe and many agree that cold exposure wins for stress and anxiety acclimation. Next, meditation. Yep, it works. That's why you hear so much about it. But most people can't sit still with their thoughts for five minutes. Try to find a meditation for beginners to start on YouTube or a podcast. I mean, just look for it. You can bump up the time a bit each week. 10 to 20 minutes a day has shown profound results. It's simply learning to sit still and control your mind. It's difficult now more than ever in this age of constant distraction. Open the settings on your phone and see how much time you waste every day on screen time. This is something that will blow your mind, I promise you. Most of your time is on specific sites with algorithms that are formulated with psychologists to keep you on them as long as possible. Meditation is another trick to regain control of your mind, which in turn brings more resilience and peace. You become more resilient to stress the more you consistently practice any meditation. Next, improving your gut health. A large portion of your hormones are made from bacteria in your stomach, many that correlate with mental health. Also, without good microbiome, you don't digest your food properly. You are not what you eat, believe it or not. You are what you actually digest. Diets of highly processed foods cause internal inflammation and can cause bad bacteria to flourish. Besides raising stress and inflammation, disease can form, like autoimmune diseases. Just another reason to eat healthy foods. If you are overpopulated with bad bacteria from years of eating garbage, or you have had rounds of antibiotics, you may need help. Just to regain balance. You could research more to reestablish good gut health, or you may look into finding a specialist in the microbiome area. Other than that, there's prebiotics and digestive enzymes that are supplements that can offer you some help. 
nature therapy. I said earlier, one of my favorites, I love nature. Take a stroll through the woods or enjoy a day at the beach. Use walks as an opportunity to meditate on what you see, hear, smell, taste, and touch as you pass through nature. All your senses, right? This kind of meditation helps bring you into the present moment as well as relieve stress. City folks can head to the nearest park. It's not just nature in the sunlight. Research shows that symmetrical patterns throughout nature called fractals can reduce stress levels by up to 60%. We all need more of this. Everything about life is getting more synthetic, man-made, and boxed in. Unnatural. Nature also offers grounding, but I'll discuss that another time. Vision. Your eyes are the only part of your nervous system outside the body. Truth. Several things can increase your stress response. Laser focusing on an object, bright lights, or flashing lights. This stress occurs at a cellular level. You may not even notice it. Alternatively, use cow vision and shift your attention to the left and right side and less on the objects directly in front of you. You're not looking at one particular thing, rather taking in the entire landscape, whether it's the room, a large field, the sky, etc. Wide view signifies to your brain that you're safe, okay? So if there literally is no danger, play with shifting your eyes around and viewing in a panoramic way instead of a tunnel vision. It can help pull your nervous system back into a relaxed mode. Music, sound, frequencies. Music, sound, and frequencies are one of my favorites too. Everyone knows that the right tune can make a big difference. I'm sure you've experienced this. Like people exercising rely on hard rock, rap, and EDM to push through a hardcore workout, while classical jazz, house, indie, and smoother genres accommodate work and relaxation. Several mechanisms behind the positive effects of music on stress include dynamic range of the audio, the tempo mode, or the scale of the song, and rhythm. The heart will entrain to the rhythm of the beat. Songs with a slower tempo reduce heart rate, calming your nervous system and inducing relaxation. Enjoying a song also decreases activity in the amygdala, which is responsible for fear response, also known as your lizard brain. Music triggers the release of calming neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and they lead to an overall sense of relaxation and well-being. Listening to music can also increase blood flow to your brain. In scientific literature, music therapy is gaining validation as a useful treatment for a variety of different conditions. Seriously. A new science most haven't heard of or experimented with is binaural beats and isochronic tones. The brain actually entrains with these frequencies to produce a specific mental state like relaxation or concentration or sleepiness, energy, and more. It does work. I tested it out and I have so for years now and I still use them. Frequencies are now being recognized in science as ways to heal as well as ways to destroy. Nikola Tesla, if you want to understand the universe, think of energy, frequency, and vibration. 
him and other long dead geniuses had validated studies that were mostly suppressed. Why you say? Take a guess. It Rockefeller allopathic medicine based on petroleum was pushed through government by the Flexner report. Bribery to make it only acceptable for their form of medicine. They created the American Medical Association. Worldwide, it became the only way you could become a credentialed doctor and be a licensed person to practice medicine, which turned attention away from frequencies, considering it quackery, along with homeopathy and other natural remedies. So just remember that. Next, light. Blue light is a form of high-energy visible light that has very short wavelengths that creates a more powerful stimulation of the cells. At the right time, midday, natural blue light exposure plays a vital role in optimal health. But at night or before the sun rises, blue light disrupts the body's processes. Circadian rhythm, learn about it. This can increase your cortisol secretion, which is our primary stress hormone. Studies of the light spectrum on humans have found red light is for recovery, blue is for concentration and wakefulness. The strongest artificial concentration of blue light are found in digital screens, computers, laptops, tablets, smartphones, and smart TVs. Also, strong LED lights, which are everywhere now, incandescent bulbs have the red light spectrum, but it's very difficult to find them anymore. Cut blue light out one hour to two hours before bed, or you will not release melatonin and your cortisol will remain elevated. This is like giving your body a signal to stay awake. Do what I do. Put on some blue blocking glasses before bed. Brands like Raw Optics and Blue Blocks are great. Also, use a software on your phone or computer that blocks blue light from emitting from your screen. It should turn your screen red. And put your phone, laptop, everything in airplane mode. Just trust me. Red light. Red light can shift our state in a therapeutic way instead of what blue light seems to do or produce or however you want to put it. Infrared light panels in small sizes up to full body panels are now available. In only 10 to 15 minutes, your physiology changes. That's because red has the opposite effect of blue light. It blunts cortisol, it dilates blood vessels, it increases collagen synthesis, meaning your skin, your hair, your nails, everything gets better. Red light also works by boosting the feel-good neurotransmitter called serotonin. Many distributors of these products are now available, so do your research, look around for it. It could be expensive. You decide if it's worth it. Supplements, one of my favorites. Like, seriously, this is like the category I can go crazy on. I got to restrict myself. Mainly because once you find something that works, it's super convenient to bring it with you just about anywhere. There are plenty of highly effective supplements that can reduce anxiety, stress, boost confidence, lower pain, and even give feelings of euphoria. In some cases. This is much better, in my opinion, than pharmaceuticals or doctor-prescribed medicines. Using natural supplements in their purest form can provide remarkable results, whether you are under chronic stress and anxiety or it's short-term, occasional-type situations. I recommend researching any of these products I mentioned before you blindly use them. 
I've tried most of them. I've seen positive results or straight up amazing results where I don't want to live without them. But that's another story. Is this a biohack? I say no, it's not. I feel that man-made drugs are actually biohacking. Supplements, on the other hand, are usually not synthesized like drugs. They're natural. So there's usually no side effects using these therapeutics. By no means is this going to be a full list of every supplement that helps you with stress and anxiety. But however, it is a good list of products that I know that work. Magnesium. Let's start here. This is probably the least sexy one on the list, but it's very important for your nervous system and overall health. Around 90% of Americans have low magnesium due to depleted soil from monocropping. It's the way that we produce our crops now. Food processing depletes magnesium. High stress lifestyles decrease magnesium. So you get it now? This mineral is also one of the most important required in the body and the mind for it to function. It's part of over 3,000 biochemical processes. That's a lot. So you need it. Deficiency has serious consequences regardless of stress. We all need more. It is a potent anti-anxiety, sleep enhancer, anti-inflammatory, anti-stress, weight loss, neuroprotective, and just health increasing supplement. I believe there's like seven different types. Each one acts a little bit different. Some products will combine all of them. This is one I would recommend everyone take daily. Just find one that fits in your budget and make it a daily or nightly habit. Don't take too much. You might get the mud butt. Okay, DHHB. Odd. Upgraded Magnolia Bark. Its anti-anxiety potential is comparable to benzodiazepines like Valium. This is via studies on PubMed I personally have researched. Okay. It stands to reason that DHHB would improve stress, rumination, worry, and fear of the future. Interestingly, it appears to also activate endocannabinoid receptors, inhibiting adrenaline and cortisol and boosting GABA levels in the brain. It's a strong anti-worry, stress, and sleep-enhancing aid. You will have to find it at a nootropic supplier, which is usually online only shopping. Full Spectrum CBD Hemp. It contains over 112 cannabinoids. This product is especially relevant for stress. There is no THC in these products or it's very, very low. I've tried some that did nothing. I've had others that work fantastic. I'm sure this has something to do with the process of the company and the honesty of the company involved. <laughs> for this reason, you may have to research who is putting out third-party tested products. Also of note, our bodies are loaded with cannabinoid receptors. Why? Because we actually produce these chemicals. That's not an accident. The body has receptors for what it uses. So supplementing extra can be ideal for pain, anxiety, sleep, or stress. Next, theanine. It's awesome. It's one of the original nootropics used to smooth out jitters, unpleasant effects of caffeine especially. You'll notice it in a lot of products like Red Bull. 
Using it daily works consistently and tolerance does not build up from it. It shifts the mind into an alpha brainwave dominated relaxed state. It calms your mind, also encouraging the production of inhibitory chemicals called GABA. This is the neurochemical produced by alcohol and benzodiazepines, but theanine has no side effects. 200 milligrams a couple times a day can help most people, but I've tried 1000 milligrams called a megadose. So many others. If you really need to relax, that'll do it. Still with no side effects other than maybe making you tired. Next, Tinnabut. A neuropsychotropic originally developed by the Russians in the 1960s as an anti-anxiety specifically. This is a combination of nootropic and anxiolytic. It crosses the blood-brain barrier and increases GABA levels in the brain. Remember, this is the calming brain chemical. Also, it stimulates the brain's dopamine receptors, inducing mild euphoria at low dose, but high doses really can put you in the zone. There's just a, I'd say one major issue, addiction. Never use this substance more than two to three times a week. The withdrawals are nasty. I used it one time for two weeks straight because I didn't read up on it. No fun when I stop. Shakes, high anxiety, diarrhea. If you have an addictive personality, steer clear. Also never use spinabut with other sedatives or alcohol. Combining it with other things like that is dangerous and potentiates the effects of it. If you want to have this on hand for a specific time, perfect. Like a night out every once in a while. Maybe while avoiding alcohol, of course. Or if you can't sleep, you have anxiety or panic setting in for a specific reason. Okay, take it. Just remember to respect it. You can only get this from a nootropic supplier online. It is not illegal, but I've never seen it at a brick and mortar store. Kava. For over 2,000 years, it has remained a drink prized in the South Pacific Islands. It induces a pleasant buzz that resembles alcohol, but without sloppiness, toxicity, or a stupor. Just euphoria, lowered stress, lowered pain, relaxed muscles, great social connection, that kind of stuff. Research Kava. Some studies claim it destroys your liver. Hey, it's not true. Improper processing causes the issue. You don't use the whole plant, just the root. But some companies want to make money, so they grind up everything for extra weight and sell it for more. This could get you a low-quality product and put stress on your liver. Research your sources before you purchase this one. One of my all-time favorites, Kratom. This is a plant much like marijuana with a lot of bad publicity for no reason. No, you don't smoke it. The government has been trying to ban it for years, yet not a single death from just Kratom has ever been found. It exerts its effects on the opioid receptors in the body, but there is no respiratory depression. See, that's very different. So overdosing from the plant is impossible, I would say. It has been absolutely amazing helping me with back pain, but it does more than just help pain like weed. It depends on the strain and the dose exactly what effects you can get. It can help with pain, 
anxiety, stress, and even sleep. It can even produce euphoria. And so strains may even make you energetic. My favorite is a green bane strain called Mengda. I take it five to six days a week, skipping days. It's never been a problem. No withdrawal. For the specific reason being stress or anxiety, red bane strains are supposedly the best. But my personal experience is no pains. My mood's elevated. I'm more talkative. I just love it. So I highly recommend it but always respect it if you are the addictive type. Also, I would say don't mix things that are respiratory depressants with something like this. But anecdotally, I've never had issues. You can buy it online or at smoke shops. That's about it. Do you fast? It helps your body recycle damaged organelles, clean up bad cells via autophagy, and can even support body recomposition, like losing fat. But still, it's a stress on your system. So each additional stress adds up when you're under heavy stress, fasting, doing 16-hour intermittent or one meal a day. Diets can eventually burn you out. Don't get duped by the feel-good hormones that are in your bloodstreams. Ketones. During high stress and anxiety days, eat three meals. Pay special attention to keep your blood sugar stable. Okay, here's an easy one. Just plan your day. It's simple enough, right? Yet not often done. Stress, fear, and anxiety are usually from predicting a potential future. Our brain always relies on survival mechanisms. That's the way we're programmed. Point out every little problem. That's what the brain does. Use proper planning or the mind will try to fill in gaps with negative thoughts or worst case scenarios. Preparation ahead of time offsets stress. Knowing what's coming also reduces worry and increases the odds that you'll accomplish your goals. Try planning your day the night before. This helps with purpose, energy, and clarity. It's also an easy, accessible way to create control, further alleviating worry. Okay, did you notice that many healthy lifestyle practices also relieve stress in the body? You can't be in sympathetic fight or flight and parasympathetic rest and digest state simultaneously. You now have a list of choices to pick from to lower your stress and anxiety and panic. Best wishes on your journey. As always, come back anytime to refresh on how to kick stress in the asshole. Oh, and yeah, disclaimer, I am not a doctor in case you didn't know it. So anything you choose to do is at your own risk. I just had to fit that in. This is Jay Scott signing out. Control your stress and anxiety and beat it. Take care. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all of this at your own risk. Email me. Contact keeping it real at gmail.com. Email me. Contact keeping it real at gmail.com. Keeping it real.